This is the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now, here's today's lesson. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Eric Walton, uh, Evangelist Eric Walton from uh, Jail Ministry, Bell County, Texas. God bless you. Glad you're there with us. Uh, go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse uh, 13. We'll start up there, but really we're finishing up that message, and we'll do verses 16 and 17 today. But we have to go through the others so that... Uh, context is taken into account. Glad you're with us. The, the title of the message is Bible Doctrine, and uh, it's 101, or, and this is the second part of the message, so we're doing that. And Bible Doctrine, the word doctrine means teaching, instructing, tutoring. And, and I, I could tell you a story about a fella. I, I won't mention his name because we don't want to get doxxed or anything. Um, uh, 60 years ago, he started uh, uh, a thing called Black Liberation Theology. The word theology means study of God. So if you wanted to study and know about God, you would read this book, the Bible. But he made it ethnic and dealing with one race. Now, in Genesis chapter 9, the Hamites are the black people. Uh, Noah had three sons that came off the ark with him. They went and repopulated the earth. The Hamites were the blacks. The Semites were the Middle Easterners or the Jews. And the Japhites were the Caucasian people, white people, that settled in what we know as uh, Europe now today, Western and Eastern Europe. And uh, uh, this man that started this religion, or this this belief system, all right, uh, he changed, he used the Bible, but he changed what they meant by the words. He imposed, it's what you call heresy, he imposed his will, his thoughts, his ideas on what it says. What I'm doing today is I'm just uh, translating for you or explaining to you, giving you the sense of the meaning of what God is saying in these verses, in these passages. So I'm preaching God's word to you. God gave it to Paul. Paul wrote this letter to Timothy. Uh, Paul's secretary wrote down this letter. Aminuaris wrote it down. And we have it as part of the Bible. This is the second letter he's wrote to Timothy. Timothy. Paul left Timothy in Ephesus, which is Asia Minor. And he said, pastor this church, and he's telling him uh, things to do and so forth. And uh, in chapter 4, verse 2, and if you got your Bibles open, uh, chapter 4 is probably right there. It says, preach the word. Timothy, preach the word to reach the people I want you to reach, which is everybody. For God so loved the world. Race is not in the Bible. There is the human race, and that's it. The Bible will refer to Jews, Gentiles, and the church of God. Alright? The church of God and the New Testament are going to heaven. The Jews are not. A Jew or a Gentile has to get saved the same way. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, 
um, John 1.12, But as many as received me, received Jesus, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Alright? As many as believed on his name. Let's see, I'm looking at it to make sure I quoted it correctly. But as many as received him, that's Jesus, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. So to be one of God's children, alright, not to be one of God's creation, to be one of his children, that's superior. To those who believed in his name, amen. So if you believe in his name that Jesus, uh, the Christ, the Messiah, is the anointed one, he is the Savior, you can be his child. doesn't matter what color you are. And, and uh, if you want to know what God wants to say, you study the Bible for your theology. You do not study black liberation theology. You study the Bible. Theology. The study of God. So we're going to have this message. Well, we had one already that covered verses 13 to 15. And uh, I just introduced verse 16. We're going to have this message We'll have another message over uh, 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman in the United Correctly handling or rightly or cutting straight the scriptures. Alright. And then we'll have a, uh, uh, the word doctrine is used 49 times in the Bible. We'll look at 16 or 17 verses that deal with the doctrine of studying the Bible. God will tell you how to study his word. He will tell you how to do it. So, without further delay, we'll read this passage, have a word of prayer, and then we'll go from there. Verse 13 of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, I'm going to read down to 17, and uh, we'll, we'll just have a little review of 13, 14, 15, and then 16 and 17 we'll, we'll do today, not just verse by verse, we'll do word by word. So, 13... He says, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from a child or childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for Timothy, for you and me, for everybody throughout the entire world. All scripture is profitable. Watching pornography is not profitable. Uh, smoking cocaine or snorting cocaine is not profitable. Snorting rock is not profitable. Doing crystal meth is not profitable. Getting drunk all the time is not profitable. I could go on. All scriptures give my inspiration to God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The word instruction there could also be changed to doctrine. But it wouldn't read smoothly, so the translators, when they translated in English, said instruction. That the man of God may be complete, th thoroughly, thoroughly, it's through and through, equipped for every good work. That was a powerful text. You notice it's in context. You notice I'm staying right here, or verses that directly relate to this throughout the text, throughout the Bible. 
All right, but we're in this text. That's also what he meant when he said, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. And I can't remember the other part of it right now. Yeah. With all long suffering and teaching. Father, thank you for your word. Pray for all the young men and women that are incarcerated, that are listening. I pray they would learn what you have to say about doctrine here. To your glory and honor, through your Son, Jesus Christ. If you're unsaved today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I pray you would pray and ask Him to come into your heart and save you. He will. Tell God you believe He is the Messiah. He is the Anointed One. He is the Son of God who died and paid your sin debt. God, I pray that you would uh, just anoint my lips, help me say what just needs to be said, hold back on what does not. Pray for jail ministry to see greater days ahead than behind. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Now, as I said, we're starting down in verse 13, and uh, you can start at verse 10 if you want to. Uh, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving, they're deceiving trying to deceive Christians. Paul is writing this to a Christian church, to a Christian man who is a pastor of a church, and he should inform his congregation of what's in the Word of God, including this, what Paul has written to him. At the time that Paul is writing this, the New Testament has, been, has not been written. It certainly has not been disseminated throughout the body of Christ through the known world at that time. Okay? So, so uh, uh, evil men saved, imposters not saved, but pretending to be Christian pastors, amen, All right, will grow worse and worse. In other words, they'll lie and deceive, and then their lying and teaching gets bigger and bigger and worse and worse and worse as time goes on, amen. And, and uh, uh, not, not thousands of years or hundreds of years, uh, really goes for a long period. Really goes for a long period. All right, Deceiving and being deceived. They're teaching false stuff. Deceiving is another way of saying lying. It is called a heresy or a heretic. They will, they will read you a passage and tell you it means something that it does not mean. Over in Romans it says uh, groanings and urgings which cannot be uttered. And people say, see, that's talking about in tongues. It's not talking about in tongues. It's talking about somebody that is under pressure, that is, that is uh, suffering. They don't know what to pray. Somebody just died or they got news they got cancer and they're going to die. Or, or some terrible thing. Somebody uh, was in Israel and, and the, the, the uh, 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 what do you call those? Hamas has them and they're torturing them and doing these things. And they're suffering. They're, I, I don't know what to pray, God. God, help me. All right. But they'll teach that passage, that Romans uh, chapter 8 verse. And, uh, and they'll say, oh, that groanings and utterings which cannot be uttered. It's talking about talking in tongues. That's false teaching. He talks about tongues in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. He explains it quite, quite well. In fact, he spends maybe 80 verses uh, doing it. That's three different chapters. 80 verses over three chapters. 13 is kind of short. He says the greatest gift is love. But here we're talking about this, and I'm just giving you an illustration. All right? They'll grow, and they're deceiving and being deceived. Then they'll go listen to somebody... Uh, uh, the man that started that uh, black liberation theology, he grew up in the South. He grew up to learn to hate white people, especially white Southerners. All right. The Ku Klux Klan and all this sort of thing. And so he equates all white people all over the planet with the Ku Klux Klan and he hates them. 
And he came up with this thing. And he, and he went out and taught it at all the black churches. Uh, our only black president went to his church and learned all about it. And he believes it. God, for God so loved the world. Christian means little Christ or little God follower. Amen. We are not to be hating anyone. God said in Romans 12, 16 on down, 16 to 19, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. God said the reason you need to let me do the vengeance or repaying people or wrath is because I am God. I know what's going on. You don't. I know their heart. You don't. Now, many of the black people that are watching this that are incarcerated in some county jail or state or federal penitentiary, the prosecutor was white, the defense attorney was white, and he didn't really do nothing for you. The jury was white, the judge was white, the officers were white, and, and you got a white thing going on in a bad way. That's just a coincidence. It is not that white people are out to try to get us and all that sort of thing. The uh, jail ministry, uh, the guy's the director is a white man over there. All right. Uh, he didn't pay me. He, he didn't tell me what to preach. He doesn't know nothing about it. All right. He, he, most of the guys that work in the office are black and he's white. All right. Ninety-nine uh, percent of the money we get is from white churches and white businessmen. Ninety-nine percent. We couldn't do this if it wasn't for them. This would be impossible. You wouldn't be getting these messages. The Bibles we give out for free. You wouldn't be getting the Bible studies. You wouldn't be getting them. We couldn't do all this stuff. Uh, I was a, 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 or I am a missionary, and I was one before I came here and started working with Bell County, uh, uh, jail ministry, Belton, Texas, and uh, the churches that supported me individually. Uh, they were some of them were all white churches, ninety percent of them were, and they'd give me money. Well, I thought all white people were racist and want to get us poor black children. Amen. I call it the boogeyman, the white man. You know, the white man is some, some kind of monster or something. You know, it, it's just crazy. All right. The devil wants to get you fighting with other human beings. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness in high places. The demons and the devil are our enemy, not white people or brown people or this, that, and the other. Amen. Uh, um, verse 14, I, I just want to review. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. He learned them from his grandmother Lois and his mama uh, Eunice. Uh, that's in chapter 1, verse 5. We're not going to turn there. By the way, and they learned them from the Apostle Paul. They learned them from God. From the Scriptures. Be assured of who you've learned them from. Know from who you've learned them from. You notice I speak with great authority and great uh, uh, passion. I know this is the Word of God. I know I'm teaching you the truth. I know what I'm saying is absolutely right. If somebody, I left a church because they said something different than this. Uh, three months ago, I've been there six years. I left. Why? They're not teaching the truth. And you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. This word has kept me free from jail and drugs and alcohol and all the stuff that got me incarcerated. It's kept me free for 44 years. Don't tell me it doesn't work. I'm a living witness. It surely isn't by my power that I'm here. By the way, if something's pulling on your heart, that's the Holy Ghost. He's telling you that what I'm saying is true. He's authenticating it. Amen? Uh, um, something pulling on your heart. Can't be me. I'm just a man like you. I put my drawers on just like you do. One leg at a time. Girl or boy. Uh, we all got armpits. They all stink. This is the Word of God. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. 
so um, knowing whom you learn them and whom you have learned them. Uh, knowing from whom you've learned them. Verse 15, and from a childhood. I hope you learned the scriptures as a child. You probably didn't. That's why you're incarcerated. But from childhood. By the way, somebody would tell me, oh yeah, my mom and daddy did all that. Well, then you didn't participate. I got four kids. They're all saved. They're all living for God. And you might say to me, well, gee, brother, you know, um, um, yeah, they also went along with it. Mom and daddy were teaching it right, and they accepted it. Amen? Was your mama and your daddy teaching you together as a family? My boys, none of them have been in jail. None of them did drugs like their daddy. None of them did alcohol. They don't, uh, that was all before I, uh, I knew their mama and we got married and had four kids, all right? Five kids, really, but that's another story. All right. And from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. Salvation, the word salvation means rescued, delivered, or saved. To make you, uh, let me read it again. Uh, the, the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for being rescued. Rescued from what? My crazy thinking or my drugs or my alcohol. It rescued me from all them things. Whoremongering. Clubbing and partying. It rescued me from all that stuff. Delivered from whoremongering, drugging, and all this other stuff. Saved my wretched soul. The Word of God teaches you all of those things. God does not teach you what you want to know. He teaches you what you need to know. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy, which is His Word... Amen. And what you're supposed to fear is what, you're, what the Word tells you about what He says. Amen. Or respect or reverence. Amen. Alright. Like a child does his daddy because we're all kids compared to God. Alright. And uh, uh, verse 15. Salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. You get saved by faith. Faith coming by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. Amen. I pray you've got that. Uh, uh, without faith, Hebrews 11:6. Uh, without faith, it's impossible to please Him, God. But that faith, the, the way you know how to please Him, is what is said in the book. Amen. Because faith comes by hearing. Amen. And we walk by faith and not by sight. You know what? My second oldest sister told me nobody in jail is going to want to hear you preaching and teaching the Bible and all. I said, don't, don't even go over there. Don't try to tell. Don't do that. Don't get on the internet. Don't do streaming and all that. All that's a waste of time. Nobody in jail wants to hear it. We got 160,000 people watching these streaming class every month. We had 180, 190 one month. And you say, well, I thought nobody wanted to hear this. Nobody wanted to be involved with it. Evidently, somebody does. And you know what? The reason they do? Uh, Romans chapter 3 teaches you that the Holy Spirit pricks your heart so hard. Uh, uh, no man seeks after God. It's the Spirit of God that draws you to Him. John 6.44 The Spirit of God draws you to Him. Amen? And as you watch these, you ought to tell your friend about these uh, messages and tell him to watch them on his tablet or her. Amen? Alright, so the Holy Scripture is able to make you wise for salvation through faith. What you have faith in is not blind faith. You have faith in what He says in the Bible. Some of the prayer requests and some of the things y'all say to us, I'm like, what you're asking for is really not in the Bible, or you've got it wrong, or you, you, you know, when I say wrong, I mean, clearly somebody, you know, you misunderstood the passage or the verse, or you've pulled something out of context. Amen. That's why we need to have good teachers of the Word of God. Amen. 
And um, I wanted to tell this story when I did part one. There was a young man over here at the jail. I don't know what his last name is, uh, and even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. His first name's Rick. Rick was studying all on his own. And he was reading books from uh, black liberation theology and other crazy people. Uh, uh, false teachers and, and deceivers and deceiving people. And he couldn't read very well. He was reading it and he was just eating it up. Next thing you know, Rick was in trouble. Thank you. Because uh, he was hating on white people. and He was getting in fights with the white inmates and, and uh, arguing with the white officers and so forth. All right. Now we're down to where we need to be at. Verses 16 and 17. We got 10 minutes. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is. Amen. So you want to follow the scriptures because everything else is just from a man like me. And like I said, we all put our drawers on one leg at a time. Amen. In other words, I'm just as fallible as you. If I'm not teaching you out of the Bible, my, my philosophy or my thoughts are just as good as any other man's thoughts. Why? We're just human beings. Well, I'm doing the best I can. Yes, you are doing the best you can as a man. And it will fail. But if I'm doing the best I can in Christ, it will succeed. But it will fail otherwise. The word inspiration of God literally means God breathed. That's God's way of saying that there were uh, 40 men over 1,600 years wrote the 66 books of the Bible. 40 men over 1,600 years wrote what we call the Bible now today. Okay, here's the point. It all interlinks together. That's impossible not unless God did it. He just used human authors and he mechanically basically told them what to write. Over in 2 Peter chapter 1, he says, We were there, we behold, uh, on, Mount, on the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew 17, Peter said, We were there, we saw it with our eyes. We saw the Holy Spirit coming. We saw Jesus talking about with uh, Moses and Elijah. We saw it with our eyes. He said, We have a more sure word of prophecy, the Bible, the Word of God. Even though I saw it with my eyes, Peter said, This is more reliable. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Why? It is God-breathed. And it is profitable for all men. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture is breathed by God and is profitable for you. Read your Bible every day. Start off with the Word of God and a word of prayer. God, help me live for you today. Amen. You need the Word of God to straighten you out. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his mind? Wash out the junk, the Word of God. Don't you got some things you need to wash out of your life? The Word of God. Go with the Bible. I do not go with the denomination that I'm, that I'm in. I go with the Bible. I did not leave the denomination. One of the churches in the denomination left me because they left the Word of God. They quit doing what the Bible said, and I left. All scriptures given by inspiration of God. By the way, I don't think it was an accident that it happened at this time and God laid it on my heart to teach y'all about doctrine. Teaching, instruction, and tutoring from the Word of God. I don't think that was an accident. He had it all happen at one time. That happened, and then something else happened here in the office, and that spurred me. The Holy, said, Holy Ghost said, You need to teach your own doctrine. All right, I usually preach to y'all out of where I'm reading at in my personal daily Bible study and. and uh, um, Oh, I can't hear the word, uh, but but I, my personal growth time, amen. Personal communion with God, that's it. 
And uh, not now. He told me to teach this. And that's where we're at. And uh, by the way, the third verse, uh, the third message in this series will be over in Second Peter chapter 1. Uh, I believe it's 9 to 16, no, 9 to 21, where he says, uh, uh, we have a more sure word of prophecy, the word of God. So we got inspiration, we got it's profitable, we got doctrine, that's teaching and instructing, for reproof, all right, reproof uh, uh, has the idea of, um, hold on, I got to look at my notes to make sure I get it right, okay, reproof is daddy telling you what to do, Amen. And Daddy here is God the Father. Amen? God the Father telling you what to do. Correction is, alright, I've already told you what to do. You're not doing it or you're, you're wishy-washy you're doing it or you're not doing it correctly. Let me correct you so you do it even better. That's why you got to read it over and over and over again. For instruction in righteousness. If you do these two things, you're going to lead a righteous life. Everybody be honest. You wouldn't be in jail if you were reading your Bible like you were supposed to. You wouldn't be in jail if you were going to church like you were supposed to. Not one of those, both of those together. You wouldn't be in jail if you were praying like the Bible. Pray without ceasing is what the Bible tells you. Amen? Alright? Okay? The Bible says don't faint, but pray. Alright? Luke 18, 1. Amen? He says don't, don't faint. Don't give up on life or, or doing whatever you're supposed to be doing. Uh, pray. Amen? Thank you, brother. So then uh, uh, we got righteousness, that the man of God. Now, if you're a female listening to this, he's talking about mankind. All right, male or female. That the man of God may be complete or spiritually mature is what the word complete in this context, in this uh, meaning, uh, in this passage means. Amen. Sometimes in the King James Version or New King James Version, it'll say perfect, that the man of God may be perfect. He's talking about being mature or complete or through and through in Christ. Amen. He's working in every area of your life, in your marriage, in your childhood, in your church going, in your work, in your home life, everywhere, in your schooling, everywhere. The Word of God will fix up all those things for you. I wish I had learned. I'm 64 years old now. I wish I had learned all these things way back over here. Some of these things I've just gotten down packed over the last 30 years. First 14 years, I grew a lot. But man, I did some more growing these last 10 or 20 years. I'm more surrendered to Him. Amen? And to His Word and what He says. All right? And uh, let's see here, righteousness, verse 17, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Notice what he said, you're, you're equipped for every good work. Alright, you know what, I was equipped before for every bad work, for every sinful work, amen. I know how to do, to sell drugs, break them down, cut them up. You know, put some uh, this, that, and the other in them so the cocaine, the white powder cocaine stretches out and you can charge more for it and uh, this, that, and the other. And marijuana, putting oregano in there, you know, and just all kinds of crazy evil stuff. You think, man, use a good criminal. Amen. We got three minutes left. Use a good criminal. But man, now I pray I'm, I'm ignorant to evil, but wise unto good. Amen. All right. We're almost done. I want you to turn the page back to chapter 2, verse 15. And uh, um, we'll start at 14. 
remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord to not strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. See, that's, these are fables and stories that they made up. This will be our next message. We only got a few minutes left here. This will be our next message. Fables. That man who teaches black liberation theology and that stuff, hey, that's evil. It's stories. He's telling you about with some white people. He's telling you about what happened to him 60 years ago. And saying, oh, I'm going to take the scriptures and make them say hate white people. He done turn it into a storybook and everything evil or bad is done by a white person and it isn't even true. Amen. Two minutes. Here's the thing. Amen. Be diligent to present yourselves approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed. Correctly handling the word of truth. Cut it straight is what that means. Rightly dividing. Correctly handling. And we're going to do that message next week for you. Or maybe later this week. So, I pray you've gotten something out of this. Write me and let me know if you have any questions. Uh, does a crown await you from God? It's in chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Does a crown of righteousness, right living for Christ, await you? Amen. He's got one for you. All right, but are you going with the Word of God? Or are you going with that other stuff? Okay, so God bless you. If you're not sure you're saved, today is the day of salvation. Jesus died on the cross for you. The Bible says, so Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Don't matter if they're white, black, yellow, brown, or green. Don't matter any of that crazy stuff. He died for everyone, for whosoever. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I know that Jesus, your Son, is, your God, is, is the Son of God, is God. And he died for me as a substitute to pay my sin debt. I receive him and believe in him as my Savior. Please forgive me. In Christ's name, amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for your time.